Hello. Hello. All right. I'm getting right into it. I'm going to go right into it. Don't make me laugh. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Honey Listen Podcast, where we talk about any and everything every Sunday at 3.30 p.m. So you can end your week with something sweet or start it up with some honey in your cup. On today's episode, I told y'all last week I was going to have an extra special guest. And it's honestly long overdue. I should have had her on sooner. But I am so glad she's able to be on today. So, without further ado, honeys, our guest of honor is my fucking best friend, my sister, Jasmine. Hello, everyone. How are you? Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm laying down. Got my blankets. Hold on, let me turn on my LED light so I can have my, my red light. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, girl. Sam didn't take my light bulb out the room. Let's do this. Yes. Okay, do today, on today's episode, we're going to talk about friendship. And you know, like I know, you want to hear what we have to say about that. So, honey, listen. We're going to kick things off with our experiences with friendships because although we are, um, we've been friends for a long time. We've been friends since freshman year of high school, but we definitely had to deal with friendships differently freshman year of high school before we really got to be best friends. So we're going to talk about the struggles to develop friendships. Um... Jazz, well, how because you didn't come to Bennett like right away. How was friendships before you came to Bennett? Um, I really didn't have friends, to be honest. I mean, if I really look back on quote unquote friends, for one, elementary, um, I had a friend in elementary school. Her name was Bailey. She was white. She was a pretty cool chick. Um, but then I moved to Greensboro. Um, so it was like a clean slate. And for the most part, when I moved here, it was kind of culture shock because for elementary school wives, it was predominantly white. Mm. So I didn't fit in there. So then to go from predominantly white to predominantly black, you can expect that I really didn't fit in there. Um, so didn't really have friends sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade year. Those were full of mean girls who really just didn't have anything for you. And then when I got to Bennett, I actually came from Southern Guilford. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Southern Guilford, it's it, I can just, that's all I need to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> that's all I need to say. So I really wasn't excited um, coming to Bennett, period, because females just really wasn't something that I was feeling to embrace the word friendship and then it was all about sisterhood um and then you just kind of as you went along through your years at Bennett you developed your own definition of sisterhood because the sisterhood that they were selling wasn't the sisterhood that you received amongst all of your peers so you know so that's facts because that's the only reason I went to Bennett because they sold sisterhood like that's what they 
you the know, energy. the unity and having people understand you and uplift you um, and um, females, no females. And so it was too many clicks within students as well as staff. Um, favoritism um, and somewhat isolation um, of those who just didn't fit in and look like you. So, you know, but let you tell it. Everybody else got a different experience through their own eyes. Right. Um, the joy of perception goes wild. That's true. My experience had been it was <laughs> it was shitty. Freshman year was shitty as fuck. It was hell. I definitely. I would. I didn't think I planned to make friends in high school because I was coming from High Point, North Carolina. That's mm. where my people were in High Point, and so coming to Bennett, I saw a few people who I went to school with in elementary school. But I was like, "There's no strong connections there." Mm. Yeah, we went to school in elementary. Yeah, okay, yada yada yada. But I was determined to make a good first impression. I do remember that. And so, the first friend I think I really made there was Kimari. Mm-hmm. And then, I started hanging out with Manaya and Glory and all them. Fell out. Fell out pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad. Oh, that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, and then, I think that's, that's the same year you came in, that spring mm-hmm. semester you came in. And I was like, oh, okay. This, uh, okay. Now, I've definitely seen Jasmine before she came to Bennett, though, because we went to the same church. Yeah, but... that's why I said it was definitely um, a guy like eh, divine intervention because I just kept seeing you everywhere I went, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> I might as well just make myself comfortable. <laughs> because not, not, not only am I seeing you in the second pew behind me at church, but now you're on the dance team, and then we go to the same school. It is what it is. And then you got my birthday. I just right. We'll just be friends. Yeah, definitely. Now I definitely did not think Jasmine was in high school because when she at church, I was like, "Why is this little girl in here?" I thought <laughs> I was highly confused. I was like, "This girl didn't get. I should try to be grown. <laughs> grown." <laughs> I was the smallest thing. I was what, what's what's the shrimp in the sea? The pistol shrimp. It's the smallest one, but I pack a lot of power. I definitely just come with different energy. Like I'm not a person who put myself out there on front street. I don't have to open my mouth for you to understand what energy I'm I'm coming with. Um, I kind of let my spirit speak for itself and mm-hmm. how I interact with you. Um, and so when I got to Bennett, I didn't come in there with no expectations. I didn't come in there with the bar set high or the bar set low. Yeah. I kind of just went. Um, and at that age of 14, um, my mindset was different than some of these 14-year-olds. And outside of the whole, you know, boy craze, we all go boy craze and have your moments mm-hmm. of, of that as a 14-year-old. But overall, I've always had, like, an old soul. So when I started making um, friendships, and you can see the air quotes that I put around (laughs) friendships without me having to be beside you. But when I started making them type of friendships, you know, some of them friendships, I was there to plant a seed. Yeah. And that's all it was. Um, And it didn't 
it didn't hit me until I became an adult because I am the type of person where if things go south, I would spend so much time analyzing where I went wrong or was it my fault or am I the bad friend or did I do something wrong? And I spent too much time trying to justify behavior that wasn't mine in order to apologize to the person who should have been given the apology. Um, So that's when I had to get to the point where I was like, God, why am I in this person's life? Do what you need to do. Let your ministry flow and release me so that I can detach that spirit from me. And once I accepted that about who I am, I acquaintanceships I'm not even going to say friendships because I don't I don't have friends mm-hmm. acquaintanceships became easier to come and go um, and I was just like yeah I can get through this thing called life because I really don't need friends <laughs> I think that ties into the next um, point of maintaining and keeping friendships I feel like when I think about my friendship thingy I don't know what to call it situation no no all through life, I remember being painfully shy to like the point where if I thought you were my friend, when others were not around us, I would be like, you are my friend, right? Like trying to confirm and validate mm-hmm. we are truly friends, correct? Like Needing that reassurance. Yeah. So I'm not calling you friend and you're like, mm, girl, hell fucking no. You weak. <laughs> you weak. Yep. <laughs> you're not friends. Yep, then. yep, yep. And it's not acknowledged that that's exactly how it goes. You hang out with me when there's no one else around, but... When others come, that's when you start acting funny. That's when you always got something to say or a joke to make about me. Um, or I'm the scapegoat. Or others come around and all of a sudden I really don't exist. You don't have that much conversation for me. Exactly. I'm just convenient to you. I'm definitely, yeah. And yeah. so it comes to like the point, do you have my maintaining this? Or am I going to keep this? And it's like, no, I'm good. Because when I think about friendship, I'm people know we're friends like me and Jasmine people know me and Jasmine that's my sister that's yeah we're known so yeah I don't I don't use the f word because it, it just doesn't exist you know who she is period like I don't have to explain to you who just isn't is in my life she's a priority just like my husband and my daughter is she's a priority too like it's just certain people within my circle you know the energy that I'm coming behind you with. I don't owe that explanation to anybody else. Now, some people, yeah, you can you you need to double check with me to make sure that we friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely true because one thing, and I think that's not about to flow into the next topic, rumors, lies, and gossip. Your business is your business, but I don't want my name associated with yours because you're messy. You do things that are of my character. I don't that's want it. that associated with you. That's it. And let me, let me, now, first of all, let's just pause and put a pin. Because the mess, the drama, and the rumors, I already have my trauma related to that. Mm-hmm. And when I say that that was left May 2016, <laughs> when I crossed that stage, it was left May 2016. When I crossed that stage, there yeah. was a reason why I had that spunk in my walk and shook the hands the way that I did. Yeah. With some staff members who was messed. 
in hey, my yeah, in bad energy. Don't congratulate me. We good. It was some classmates who was about that mess, that bad energy, and the rumors. Sis, go live your life. I wish you well. And that was that. And to this day, go live your life. I wish you well. No bad blood. No no reason to have anything negative to come out my mouth about the decisions that you make. Because we're all wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone deserves growth. Like, I have it written on my arm so that I can see it every day. I have a cross with redemption embedded in the cross because I stand by that. Everyone deserves redemption. Um, but you, redemption isn't sincere if your character isn't aligned. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people where your character is still set in that 2016 mindset and it's 2021. Say that again. Can she say that again? What? <laughs> Because a lot of y'all guests are stuck in 2016. You're stuck in 2016, very much so. And think it's cute. And until and until acknowledgement is done, then you don't see anything wrong with your actions or the choices that you make or your mindset. And mindset is the biggest thing for me. It's disgusting and it's almost repulsive when you see nothing wrong with your thought process and how that affects how you interact with people or the words that you speak over people's life. No, I said, it's okay. Like, social media is so toxic because I I know who you are and then who I see on social media. I have to make sure that I be careful what I allow my eyes to see, what I allow my ears to hear, so let me do what's best for me and separate myself from all of that. Even if we're not friends, you don't have to be friends with someone for that spirit to translate itself over to your life. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Because once the soul has been connected with another person through relationship, either through sex, friendship, secrets, any form of intimacy that you make with a person, I still view that as a soul tie. You do not always have to lay with a person to pick up what they put down. That's true. You do not. And that's why we see this toxic meal of friendships where I'm friends with you and then the second that you don't do something I like, I go bash you. I spill all your business. I say all these hateful words towards you. And then we turn around. We hash it out. Now we're best friends. If me, and, if you and your best friend ain't never had a fight with each other, y'all ain't real best friends. Well, I guess in the seven or eight years we've been friends, we're not real friends. And we say that a lot because why is it that you have a toxic friendship and it's like, that's it? No, no. I'm good. We're good over here. How many times do we have to have a fallout for me to realize this ain't working? You are a friend of familiar settings, but you are not a friend of fruitful ground, and we can't be friends. That's it. And most of the time, people aren't, aren't friends. You're just lonely. That's true. That is so true right there. 
people are really good for a good time, not a long time. They really are. It's just lonely. And I think another problem is comparison. You mm-hmm. want your friendship to look like somebody else's friendship or somebody else's life to look like somebody else's life. So you become a parasite and try to grab on and suck the life out of somebody because you want what they have, but that's not for you. Oh, this downfall of this whole generation is the spirit of comparison. And it's mm-hmm. so easy to fall into that with anything. And you have to check yourself. I have to check myself the other day and be mm-hmm. like, you need to look at the life that you live in. It is nothing that you need to be doing that these other people are doing. At all. What satisfaction is that going to give you? Be careful for the life that you're trying to live on social media. Because That's so true. it's so temporary. Once that phone turned off, then what? Back to being lonely. Back to dealing with yourself. Your life and your mess. The hardest person to be with is yourself. Because you don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You don't go nowhere at all. I had to check myself and make sure that I just wasn't this target for broken spirits. Is my spirit mm. broken? And that is why you feel like you can come and make yourself home? Mm. Let me clean house. Let me clean house. Because my spirit's not broken. You 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 cannot dwell here. Alright. I can plant my seed and go about my business. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. So that was, ooh, that was just good right there. Rumors, lots and lots of food. That was <laughs> I mean, because right that there. right there is an episode within itself. Like, people don't that understand really how detrimental rumors, gossip, and mess can be. Um, and it's to the point where you, it can have you re-examine a person as a whole because if you take my character and you assassinate it within that moment knowing that that's not who I am and then you're comfortable with re-admitting yourself in my life with no apology or acknowledgement of what has happened how can I be comfortable moving forward am I the only one who remembers that all right so that just didn't happen. You just gonna try to, cause I definitely have dealt with that. Currently dealing with that, and I'm like, no. We have we have dealt with that together. Right. Looking at looking at each other like, uh, did we wake <laughs> up and we in a parallel universe? Did we miss something? Cause, mm, mm. crazy, fucking crazy. No sense. What's next? Right. Listen, y'all not ready for it. But anyway, the hearts, the hearts. It's hurt. It hurts. Friendship hurts. Friendship hurt will have you wanting to detach yourself from ever allowing yourself to get comfortable with anyone. Mm-hmm. And we feel that way about relationships, but relationships are meant to be temporary until you encounter the one. Yeah. 
we have that general understanding. But from when we are kids, you know, we are taught make friends, be nice, love everyone. You, you are taught as a child to be open to friendships, to not shy away, to not act like you can't talk to anyone. And it isn't until you start becoming into yourself when you start to hear, what well, everybody ain't your friend. Mm-hmm. Be careful who you talking to. Be careful who you sharing stuff with. Mind the company. Mind the company you keep. No, that is something that you need to start teaching me when I am five years old. Because then I would have known that little Susie, who's always telling me, oh, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. But when I didn't want to share my markers or my little trucks with her, now all of a sudden she don't like me and I'm not her friend. Right. Which one is it? Mm. I think a lot of people don't realize friendship, the love in a friendship is a platonic love, Mm -hmm. but that is still a love nonetheless and it can still hurt because love is many things. And love for sure, everybody can agree, has been hurt by love. So to go into a friendship and think it's going to be anything different, I don't know what kind of world you're living in, but no, it hurts. The only love that's not going to hurt is the love of Jesus. And trust and believe, Jesus was hurt when he had to uh, sit up there on that cross. Right, and that was pure love from the creator himself and even Jesus had to have a moment where he was like um, can we rethink this I mean I know that's what I'm designed I was here for but can, can you take this, can cup, you take this from cup from me like, like okay and you don't think God heart didn't hurt when he had to turn away from him yeah. so if we talking about love it all boils down to the creator who may love. How heavy his heart hurts when you do stuff that you know you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Or when you know that he's available and you continue to turn yourself from him every single day. How you see feel, honey, when he's only there for your convenience. Mm. So nobody... And I think I've had the conversation with God. I'm like, I, and this may sound crazy to some, but I know for a fact I'm doing something right when I ask my God, God, how are you? Are mm-hmm. you okay? I know you're seeing what's going on. I know this is not what you wanted. It's, and his children are disrespectful to him on a daily basis. It, it hurts. hurts. Jesus knew all about friends who wasn't, th- who wasn't there when they were supposed to be there. And we've seen it several times. We legit seen how Peter could deny him like he he wasn't just walking on water with this man. Right. How Timothy acted like he needed full proof that this man was Jesus like he wasn't with this man when he was raising people from the dead. Mm-hmm. And how even when Judas betrayed him and Jesus knew what was coming, he still treated that man with respect and dignity, ate with this man, Serve this man and let him carry through with what he was destined for because if it wasn't for for Judas we wouldn't will be will we really have the Jesus that we have now so we talking about friendships friendships been going down the drain since the beginning of time okay probably before don't nobody got it right 
and that's the hurt. That's the hurt. That's child. the hurt. King David had to check himself. How you? How you? How you out here having sex with your man's wife? Get her pregnant and then have him killed on the front line to cover okay. your mistakes. A lot of y'all is creeping around with your homeboy's wife, girlfriend, envying what he has, trying to sabotage your relationship. Just a lot of y'all her. are Davids. A lot of y'all are Peters. A lot of y'all are Timothys. A lot of y'all are Judas. And the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just so... <laughs> Who? Let's let's go on next. Next, the lessons, babe. The lessons. The lessons. Who is for Who me? Who is for me? That really, for me personally, came adults. Mm-hmm. Who, was for me because most of most of all my friends are from high school and I had a moment where I had to say who is for me what are you doing in your life that makes me feel like yes you're good to be my friend what are you Mm -hmm. doing are you being productive have you changed your mindset since we graduated are you pursuing what you want to do like are you making the right financial moves are you doing what's best for you and yours like who's for Mm -hmm. me I definitely have cut off a few friends since high school because what you're doing does not reflect what I want to do with my life and where I'm going with my life and although trying to figure out who was for me friendship wise and seeing like the history is what caught me up and was like, no, I can let it go. I mean, we have all this history. I had to get to a point where I was like, fuck the history because you have something completely different going on with yeah. your life. You have different plans. God has called you to do this. They are doing that. You cannot like, I got to a point where I was talking to God and I was like, God, I keep looking back behind my shoulder to see if everybody's mm. in line, if everybody is following, is everybody mm. doing this? Don't. But mm, girl. I can't. You can't do that. Who is for you will be for you. I've seen that. Jasmine has been here through. I love Jasmine on a level I don't think I probably love anybody else because Jasmine has seen me through multiple phases and stages in my life. She has seen me grow. I don't have too many people who I can say are in my life that have seen these transitions of Jessica evolving. She is. Oh, you know, I was locked and loaded the day that I came home from work from McDonald's and you and your mom was sitting on my couch. And I knew before you came out your mouth to say anything. I just most of the time when something is wrong. I will feel it drop in my spirit instantly that will cause me to text mm-hmm. Jessica and be like, what's wrong? Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to see anything on Facebook. I don't need to text her to be like, okay, you stale, you dry. I just know. And so when I came through that door, I said, what's wrong? What we about to do? And that's when you let me know the news that you received from your doctor. And I was like, so what? I need to shave my head. That's what we're doing. <laughs> she was we ready. gonna be bald she together. I need to win a treatment. So I'm, I'm going. Just let me know so I can take those days off of work. 
And it wasn't no hesitation. We wasn't about to cry. We was about to thug that thing out. And I think I told Jasmine before anybody else who I like had was a friend back then. I told Jasmine mm-hmm. first. Sitting up in the living room like somebody just died. All quiet. And I was like, I don't need you to brace me for the news. It's 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 news. It's not fate. It's just news. And that's okay. And that's it. It's been several mm-hmm. moments where I've just been there. Even taking it back to New Light, I'll never forget. The spirit was so high that day. I'm on one end of the church and Jessica's on the other. And in the midst of my praise, I hear her scream in worship but before anyone could touch her no it's okay I got it and I'm covering my friend because I don't I don't need you to cover her because you're not coming you're not coming correct it's okay it's only a select few who needs to be around her when she's this vulnerable um I'm about to put a pin right there that type of that coverage she's talking about that's very that's, I don't even know if I can put it in words. When you're in the midst of that, that high, that spirit is that high, a lot of people don't need to be touching you. And a lot of people don't talk Mm-mm. about that. Because your spirit is very vulnerable and anything can jump on you. Anything. There is holy tongue, but there's also demonic tongue. And demonic tongue can mm-hmm. sound very similar to someone who is caught up in the Holy Spirit. And if you are not a person of intercession or you are not a person where your relationship is anchored in God to the point where when you are in prayer, it is you and him, you wouldn't be able to differentiate the two. And it is very dangerous to find yourself in the midst of confusion where you cannot discern if you are hearing God's voice or the enemy's. Please believe that the prayer that you pray to God, Satan hears as well. And so the second that you say amen and you think our opportunity is at your door, you have to ask yourself in that moment if this is what God has for me. Because it is not a coincidence how all of a sudden you say that you want to achieve something and then stuff just start popping up. Oh, it's a sign or it's a sign. No, 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 no. It's a trap. Don't do it. It's only... mm, It's only three people who cover me. And that's my mom. That's Jessica. And that's my husband. And my husband covers me because that is his his job. That is who I submit to. And best believe that that is an experience. The day, please, someone pick me up off the floor. Because I ain't going to be no good. I'm not going (laughs) to be no good. But my mom, I call that woman right now. All I need to say is 911. There's no questions asked. And if I call Jessica, if there's a slight 
tone within my voice that lets her know that something's not right. I don't have to ask for prayer. It's already being done. It can be a text. Message. It's being done. Like, and she doesn't even have to tell me sometimes at all. I'll text her and tell her something. <laughs> like, it's being done. And and for the listeners who, you know, who whoever God you pray to, because mm-hmm. I don't want those who come into this podcast to be like, oh, this is too holy for me, even though I'm not ever going to shy from that by any means. But to any other listeners, right. when we talk about covering, that is people who share a like mindedness like you. Um, and any regards where something is off, there is a shift that is not positive or healthy. Who is within your friendship circle, your family, that no questions asked? It is almost like a hedge of protection that forms around you, not allowing that evil to come in. If you do not have someone who can stand in the front, to the right, to the left, or behind you, you are naked. If you want to take God off the table, that's fine. But one thing that we can acknowledge is the evil that is within this world. And it is so much. And it is so real. And no one is exempt from experiencing some type of evil. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any type of solid ground, someone has to throw you the life raft because you're going to drown. And ask yourself if you're providing that same covering for your people. Because if you're always the one that's unavailable, but you want someone to be available to you, you are a life sucker, not a life giver. Exactly. Why should anyone want to be friends with you? Why should anyone want to trust their soul being connected to you? Are you a parasite that just need a host? And when you done getting what you need mm-hmm. from that host, you attach yourself to something else because without a host, you'll die. Exactly. That ties right into the next point when it's time to walk away. And walking away is most of the time, I feel like it's one person decides to walk away. Sometimes it can be mutually. But I feel like even more now that we're adults, we've walked away from a lot of mm-hmm. quote-unquote friendships. We've walked away from a lot of people. Wish you the best, praying for you, still rooting for you. But because you don't, you're that negative energy, you don't align with what God's plan is for me. You were a lesson, and I thank you for it. I gotta walk away. The way that I access me walking away. What is it that I'm going to miss that this person provides for me in my life? That's good. That's good. What is what am I going to miss? What is it that I needed and didn't know that I needed? When I look at the people that's in my life right now, 
and I really studied what they give to me that I might not have known that I needed it's really only two people who I can say if that friendship ended it would it would physically hurt and I would be in a state of confusion where I would just be like that doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense why we're not friends anymore granted there are some people who I lose I would be sad you know especially based on the way that it ended there are two people who I need and then there are uh, then there are those who fall below those two people where they bring a certain giddiness behind my smile when I talk to them and I'm like that's that mm-hmm. that's that's my boo I can text that person I don't have to talk to them every day. That's my boo. But then there are two where I'm like, I need an explanation. Like, what you mean we not? What you mean we not friends? Excuse, like <laughs> I might really have to beat y'all up. Like, <laughs> like we really might have to fight. Cause excuse me. She's like, where are you going? Where is your going? <laughs> like, but I can't say that for everybody. And so I, and then it's just like, if I stop being their friends, what do they lose in me? Oh, wow. I never, wow. Never, <laughs> never have thought about that. And I look at it in, in from two different ways. If they walk away from me, what am I going to miss? You gave me something that I needed and I didn't know. But if you lose me, what are you not going to find that's that's not replaceable? There are God friends. There are sisters. Then there are friends and then there are acquaintances. I have a God friend. I have a sister, and then I have like two friends, maybe three. It ain't no more than one hand. If you got too many off of one hand, it's overcrowded and it's trouble on the horizon. But that's how I assess it. I have a God friend who literally, God knew I wouldn't be able to survive on this earth if I didn't meet her. We were supposed to be twins, but it really didn't work out that way, and that's fine. <laughs> we was born at 5.30 in the morning. I was born at 5.30. It was okay. We still made it on the same day, 12 hours apart. So if you say that that's not God divine, I don't know who you are. You're a hater. <laughs> and then I have a sister who is the complete opposite of me, and it makes no sense. But we click. Um, she's the yin to my yang. I guess you would say I'm the yang. Is that the dark circle? Exactly. Yeah, so she's the, she's <laughs> yeah. the, she is the, what did I say? Yin and yang. She's the yin because she's going to be yeah, nice and all sweet. Yin. And I'm going to be the one that's going to come with the business. So we help each other out. Um, and then I have my friend, Ari. She is, she's literally my sweetheart personally. Um, and that's yeah. a friend I'm never going to shake. 
I tried to. Um, <laughs> a week. <laughs> I tried to, but that's just me. Like, I'm like a calculator. Like, I go through phases. At some point, I just got to shed you off. But um, I tried to, um, but um, God had to reveal to me, I'm, I'm never going to lose her. So I'm just like, okay. Um, but we know that for, you know, a different reason. I, I, I'm not going to set the podcast on fire like that. But there, there's a reason why that friendship won't be lost. Um, and then, you know, I have others, but, you know, it, it's only a few that is is capable of, of seeing my heart the way that they need to see it for them to understand that their love is reciprocal on both of you. Yeah. There's some people, I don't think twice about you. And that reason, though, know, it just wasn't meant to be. And I don't feel sorry for saying that. Yeah, I don't think twice about you, boo. I don't need to. You gotta be careful. Don't be like Lot's wife and you looking back. Right. I had to stop looking back and keep looking forward because. One, you gonna make it or you not? And you moving a little too slow for me, so I got to go. Okay, my blessings is coming quicker than I thought, and baby, I can't wait for you to. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Loving and caring from a distance. Mm. I feel like we kind of talked about that with the walking away, um, bit. I definitely feel like of I have course. a few friends that I love from a distance, root from them from a distance. You did mm-hmm. some things, said some things, I've seen the things, I ignored the things, but I could not really ignore them because it mm-hmm. kept like it was reoccurring. So I'm the friends from a that come around and ask you for prayer, and you have to actually ask God to be with you when you say that prayer. Honestly, let me pray for my spirit and not my flesh because my flesh don't matter. Because there's a reason exactly. why you need why you need prayer, um, but it's almost a safety net that you provide by them coming to you for that prayer. I'm glad you just said that because I definitely had a out loud conversation with myself and I was just like you know God if you hear me you can hear me you know if you hear me but I literally was like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that I'm praying for have prayed for that haven't asked me personally but I'm you're I don't want to say you're alive because of me Mm because that's not what I'm saying but you've gotten through situations you've gotten Mm -hmm. over things because I prayed for you because I loved you and cared for you most definitely I think people need to humble themselves for the simple fact that there's always somebody praying for you they don't have to know your name they don't have to see your face it's it's just a simple fact that your situation is something that's worth praying about um, and that's one thing that I love about intercession mm-hmm. is because I don't have to physically be there with you to intercede on your behalf. Um, um, and some people can't pray for themselves, but me in that moment mm-hmm. of prayer, in that intimacy that prayer provides, that's the door that God needs open to invite himself in and move on your behalf because you yes. wasn't going to open it yourself. So them late night strolls around the house, that 
instant hit of grief and sorrow and pain and crying for days and don't know whose spirit I'm feeling and trying to understand mm-hmm. what in the world why am I so tore up them suicidal thoughts that I know are not my not my own and I'm over here trying to figure mm-hmm. out why am I thinking about flipping my car and I'm okay exactly feeling that, that feeling of disassociation of reality those are not mine the power of being a, of, of being an empath but being an interse- being an intercessor is so dangerous it's not something that I, I like honestly Lord mm-hmm. take it up off of me I'm tired. I want to go to for sleep. Real. <laughs> like, what? Yes. But I'm praying for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, God, God, God moves. In more ways than one. I see that. Oh, okay. I feel like we already talked about levels of friendship briefly, honestly. And I said we can rush over that because, like Jazz said, she has her levels of friendship. You should have levels of friendships because not everybody's mm-hmm. gonna that needs to be that close to you. You don't have to let everybody mm-hmm. know your business that you call quote unquote friend. Your enemies like to be your friends too. I learned that in the most bizarre way yet I knew, but I didn't want to believe it. One of those benefit of the doubt situations. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes what was happening in in front of me but chose to believe something else because this person Mm -hmm. didn't have friends like that. She was judged. I said she was weird. I mean, I I won't say what I'm saying because I don't want to kill my witness, but you know, I'm going to send it to you. Text messages. Please let me know the day and the address so I can handle my business and go about what I need to do. And just about everybody that came in contact with this person had that same energy. They very, and I guess I picked up on it because it was every single body I'm introducing to you has a problem, but I'm still here trying like, no, no, give her the benefit of the doubt until I was disrespected. And I was like, it sent like, what's that disrespect? That was the missing piece to the puzzle. The picture that I needed to glue everything together and I was out. I can't kiki with you anymore. I can't do things with you anymore because I see who you really are. I wanted to believe you weren't, but you can't be a part of my life anymore. You can't be a part of what's happening. These blessings is coming in. You can't be a part, but you can watch. Trust yeah, me, you can watch, babe. You can see it. You can congratulate me as well. And I'll say thank you, but you can't be. I think I personally had that got demoted. with a friend where I really had to ask myself, is she serious? Was the weekend of my wedding. What I'm not about to do is argue with you the weekend of my wedding. You don't have to come. You can excuse yourself. Goodbye. Because what you're not going to do is feel like I have to personally oh, yep, kiss yep. your ass and grovel to make sure that you show up. Bitch, I wasn't thinking about you. Until you texted me. To my knowledge, if you was going to be there, you was going to be there. Why are we having this conversation? Right. Girl, what? I don't know how to make sure I wasn't paying. No. I said, why am I giving so much energy trying to explain to her what doesn't need to be explained? And it's crazy how you let people in. It's just... 
it, mm-hmm. you have to be careful of the friends that you feel like you have to save. You are not the savior. It is not your job to come through okay. and be the repairman of the year and fix every nook and cranny that needs a little bit of cement to keep the roaches out. Some people are roach infested people and you just don't belong there. That's oh, that's true. Because that's had me up asking God, why did you make me like this? Why am I like this? Questioning my own creative, like my creation, my being, my existence. Don't you why. Do some people's, some people people's heart is just so dark. And you just, and for the life of you, you want to continue to believe that happiness can happen. Peace can happen. Stillness can happen. But it is not your job to provide that to them. And so you find yourself sucked into a friendship giving so much. Receiving little to none. And you don't have no more life in you. And the joy that you had is drained. Or the peace that you had is drained. Or you find yourself mimicking behaviors that you never would have would have had. The, that spirit of laziness, mm-hmm. that spirit of doubt, that spirit of self-sabotage, that spirit of insecurity on an extreme level. Not on the normal level where we all encounter it once in a while, but on an extreme level. And you just like, what in the world? And a part of you wake up. It's, it's almost like you're in a sunken place because a part of you wake up and you feel like, this is not me. And you be like, I can't shake it. Mm-hmm. I can't shake it. You don't even, you don't even, you you can't even see the demon that's looking at you like, yeah, I got you. People talk about sleep paralysis and okay. how they encounter evil in the midst of sleep paralysis, but we don't acknowledge how you literally can be walking around. And the enemy is just right there with his hand on your shoulder in broad daylight because he has no shame. He has no shame. He knows who he is. I don't think we talk about that enough. Satan really knows who he is. And he's not ashamed of it. And he has he's not going to lie about who he is. Now, he might lie about what he can do for you. And what he can provide for you and what can come with that Mm -hmm. deal if you make it with him because that's his job. But he's not going to lie to you about who he is. And if you keep playing with him and the people that you encounter yourself with, family members, co-workers, boyfriends, girlfriends, baby mamas, baby daddies, sneaky links, whoever friendships mm-hmm. you're gonna find yourself sitting at the table waking up in the middle of the night how did I get here and he gonna be looking at you like you've been here the whole time and that is sc- when I say Boy. that was one of the most scariest seasons of my life mm. was when I could I looked myself in the mirror and I could just see like the evilness underneath my eye that didn't belong to me. Because that was one friendship. And it just took one. 
So imagine the people that's connected to several, that's connected to Legion. I cannot. I cannot. It's not a place I don't ever want to go back to. And that is why I am the way that I am now. God, I don't need it. Please don't. I don't need this. I don't. I don't need no more people attaching themselves to me. Just please tell me how I need to pray for them so they can go about their business. Mm-hmm. I just because I said some prayers like that. Allow let my flesh get out the way and let the spirit work. Use your vessel in the way you need to Ooh, use it. Stop trying and then to let be the it savior. Go. It's not. Mm-mm. Only one savior. <laughs> Only one. Girl, that thing almost brought tears to my eyes, and I just. And when you think about the people who you introduce them to, you'd be like, "I brought you into mm. my inner circle," and you feel guilty almost. Because you don't know what could have been left behind based on a simple mm-hmm. hello. Or you trying to make that person feel like they have family or a support system around them because that's that's who you come from. We're raised to love people. We're raised mm-hmm. to invite people in to make sure that people are okay and to make sure that people are comfortable. That's where you that's who you come from and that's who I come from. Mm-hmm. And we are very similar like that when we say who our moms are that's when we act like our moms mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when we act like our moms <laughs> and then as kids we watch our moms go through so many friendships that rip their hearts apart or them being used or not being appreciated and we see that as their daughters and it makes us mad and then little do we know we are like that in our friendships but that's just because that's how we were raised you love people you accept people. You take yeah. them in. Nope. Oh, Lonnie won't be taught that at all. It's okay. You ain't got to be her friend. Go ahead. Keep it moving. Don't bring them to my no, house. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Nope. This is this ain't the house for the neighborhood kids. I'm sorry. She not going over there? No, <laughs> you're not. I don't know. Uh-uh. It's okay. Yeah, I want my daughter to stay mean. She can stay mm-hmm. mean. She don't have to be polite to you. I'm not going to teach her to share her toys with everybody. She don't have to share with you. She don't want to share with you. Stop teaching mm-hmm. your children to share with everybody. You can definitely raise your child off of love, but also raise mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That's and the key word about right boundaries. There. Boundaries. Because I didn't have none. Honestly, that's a girl. I don't, and I'm like thinking, did I have boundaries? When I think about the way you I was raised, I feel like, yes, but at the same time, I don't think it was strict. Like, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Mm. <laughs> now we've been talking about another episode. Yeah, I know <laughs> they had no boundaries. Girl. Mm. Mm. When I think about it, how was the high school? Yeah. Mm. That's when you start thinking about how much you can save from you don't even know. 
And that's enough to just make me start crying. And that's what day my life should end on. For real. When I say the enemy had you on lockdown, for sure, it, you're not gonna keep you're not gonna keep sending me text messages that you've been in an accident. Get out, the car. girl. I'm coming and I'm gonna pick you up. And I mean, because I'm sick of it, girl. If you would have sent me one more text message, I would have been like, you know what? That's it. That's okay. I'll be the Uber. Mm. I don't. Nope. Because it's one too many times. At this point, I just don't think that there that there is that is an accident. Girl, because I've never met somebody who's been know, that as many as I have, and I'm just like. And the fact that I've never been the driver—that's what gets me. Never been a driver. Never. Whew. Protected. Mm. Oh, we are at the last point of the episode. And it's our bond, which I feel like they've gotten throughout the whole episode. But no, I'm, I'm you you want to speak on our bond? Yeah. Oh, my God. What? I'm done. Okay, so I don't. I feel like me personally, when it comes to me and Jasmine's bond, I have the most random moments where I stop and I'm like, I think about conversations we've had. I think about our text messages, how our friendship has developed, and I'm really like, this is my this. God, I tell Jasmine this all the time. Jasmine is the answer prayer. And I still don't think, even when I say that, you can understand, like, this. I suck at friendships, okay? I'm very, I think I approach friendships like, okay, great, I'm excited about them. But I've been used in friendships. I've been lied on in friendships. I've been, like, the ugly end of a joke in friendships like I haven't had mm. what me and Jasmine have at all and it's like I have dreams I've had dreams that Jasmine tells me we can't be friends anymore and I'm crying like you would think I don't know like she just she shattered my world by saying we can't be friends mm-hmm. and I'm like looking at her like why why not and I wake up like God that's not it that's not it it can't be we're no we're getting old yeah. together we're gonna wear I told you I'm gonna take you today on the porch rocking rocking here they give you like oh you know depending <laughs> on how much time I take they give you your heart enough time to prepare for when one of us ain't here because this this gonna hurt I do not I really and I think you mm-hmm. said it too I do not want to be on this earth with Jasmine is like gonna be here I don't I can't please <laughs> don't 
talk to me. <laughs> just get away from yeah, me. Yeah, my face. Don't like, what do you want? Bring kids. Grandma, you, you okay? Please okay. close you my door. Okay? Close the door. Like, sound okay. No. What kind of stupid question is that? Get out my face. Mm-mm. No. I told No. Of course. That's my twin. We are like, this is my fucking twin. That's my sister. I've never called anybody in my life something like a family member. That's never been me. But Jasmine, I that's the only person who I could say. That's yeah, no, that's family. That's yeah, my we're sister. We're gonna make it rock. I told I told Sam, I was like, I love you. Of course I do. You know I do. Um, and I'm just laughing because it got to be the two people that I really needed in my life for the rest of my life at the same time. Um, I met Sam a little bit before, yeah. but the start of relationship was literally at the same time. Um, but I told Sam, I was like, you are the love of my life. I understand that. Um, I know me, you are intertwined for life. It really doesn't, it, it really doesn't make sense. If you say my name, you, you say his name. If you say his name, you say my name. It just makes sense. Um, yeah. But I was like, but Jessica's my soulmate. And when I said that, <laughs> first of all, I really, first of all, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. <laughs> Sam want to be a part of the trio, but he's just not. <laughs> he wants to make it a trio so bad, but he's just not. <laughs> it, it is what it is. And I keep trying to tell him, that's your friend. That's my sister. It's not the other way around. He's like, you know, just my sister, man. I'll call her right now. You know, she'll answer the phone for me. I don't care. That's not what I asked you. If she don't answer the phone for me, it's a problem. Oh so it, it it always is. I'm like, but, I'm um, I tell him right now she's my soulmate, but I always come back. And I say that because it's only going to be but a few people who you meet on this earth who can read you inside and out. And you hear a lot of people that talk about that once in a lifetime love that they that they miss and they never get again. Or you have the people that say that they have fell in love with the one more than once. And I'm like, I have my husband who is my life partner. And then I have my sister who is my literal soulmate. I'm going to die of a broken heart from either one. So we're going to all be taken up out of here at one time. Or we're all going to be taken up out of here at one time. I don't really see there being any other option than that. And my husband gives me the freedom to love her the way that I need to love her. And it is literally the perfect way that I can explain the love that Jess and I have for each other is literally unconditional love in the way that Jesus desires to love us. I just need you to come as you are. I've never desired to change mm-hmm. her for her to be someone that she's not. The only thing that I have always asked of her is growth. You cannot remain stagnant. 
I can't support you if you stay in one spot. Yeah. We have to go together. I'm never looking back because she's always right there. It literally comes full circle. One of us could start diving deeper into who Christ is for us. And we'll look at the other one like you need to catch up. That's it. No, the word said you need to catch up. And sooner or later, we're both in the same, literally, neck and neck. It's not even... (laughs) It's not even a race. I just needed to push the gas right. a little bit more because I literally was slowing down. I was being distracted from stuff that, that didn't matter. And we hold each other accountable. Or vice versa. There has never been a time where we let each other have a pity party. Okay. You feel that way, and Yeah. Right. Feel what you feel. Be in your moment. Have your moment. I was but get back you. up because this is who you are. What is... Like what? <laughs> like what is wrong with yeah. you? Sometimes we look at each other with disgust, but it's going to end in laughter. Like I shouldn't have to send her something, and I hear her laughter through the phone once I press send for her to follow that up with a FaceTime of her laughing just to hang up the phone, just so that I can hear how funny it was for her. Okay. It's just a- Oh, and I would just like to say, um, <clears throat> just so some people know, I know a lot of y'all have been wanting to be Jasmine's best friend. A lot of y'all. And I'm saying this right now because a lot of bitches really have been trying to get to Jazz. And I'll be like, okay. Okay. They be excited. I'll be like, all right. I'll let them have their little moment. But y'all not, y'all not me. Never keep up. But you go ahead, go ahead. Just had to start that out there. Know, I don't, know what the I don't want wrong. to be their friend. But it all boils down to finding someone who loves you unconditionally. And that exists in real life. Even as humans, y'all, like healthy love exists. It does. And if you come from trauma and you don't know what that looks like, all it takes is for you being able to give yourself the permission to love someone the way that you always wanted to be loved. That's it. That is the secret if you was looking for That's one. True. You have to give your yourself permission to love someone the way you want to be loved. Someone can't love you if you don't tell them how you need to be loved. You cannot love someone through your love language, and that's not how they need to be loved. That's just not how that works. At all. I think that what goes along with that, giving someone permission to love you the way you need to be loved is knowing how you need to be loved as well. You have to tell people how they can treat you. Because if you allow anything, then they'll do anything. You, I've had to learn that personally through a lot of different people. And I've gotten, I'm glad mm-hmm. that I've gotten to a point where I can say, no, you can't do that to me. You can't say that to me. I don't if you do that, that then you can go ahead and do I that. But I'm not the bare staying min- here. The bare minimum. Like I made a post the other day. Exactly. And I was like, marriage is 100, 100. It's 100% 100%. 
Yeah, like marriage is not. I saw that. I don't even know if I got to like you. Spreading that narrative. Marriage is a hundred percent. Friendship is a hundred percent. I wake up every day and choose to give you the best version of me because you do not deserve anything less than if I am making it my priority to treat you, speak to you. And love you a specific way. I don't get to wake up and decide that I'm going to be 50% of a wife to my husband because I just don't feel like it that day. I don't look at my daughter and say, "Uh, I want to be half-ass of a mommy today. I don't get to do that. So I don't get to look at my friend and be like, I I don't, I I think I'm going to rock with you, but I ain't rocking with you today. Like what? <laughs> who wakes know, up and, and like, be like, I'm going to be half of who I want to be? Granted, you wake up and some days you don't feel like yourself. That is when you communicate like an adult and say, mm-hmm. I'm here, but I'm not 100% here. I need time to gather my words. I need time to gather my feelings. Please respect my, my, my emotional state right now. I get the right to make myself emotionally available to you. And if I'm just not emotionally available, I'm just not emotionally available. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just it. That's just it. And either you can respect or you that don't. And if you don't, partner, then we let me know something right now. Or you don't. Because you're not going to get a happy me every day. That don't mean that you're going to get less of me. You're just not going to get a happy me every day. Happiness is fleeting. Please understand that about that emotion. It is not permanent. Now, joy. Joy is something Mm -hmm. that once you have it, you can't lose it. It's almost like heavenly peace. Once you have it, you can't lose it. Even when there's so much chaos going around you. Mm -hmm. And you're just sitting there. And people are like, you're so calm, girl. You don't even know the half. It took me a while to get here, but yes, I am. Walls right. crumbling, and I still got a smile on my face. Yes, yes, I do. Why? Because I have joy. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, but you know, that's my best bitch. <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. When you see, and people know you don't say just jazz. Yeah, yeah. If Jasmine, oh yeah, please believe I didn't drop your picture in the group chat, and it is specialties. I have texted her to look at your ponytail when we're in the same room. (laughs) Makeup. I should have. I should have. I have caught her under my. I know you're not a racist. You know what I'm saying? Let us log out for today. Log out for today because they they already. That's what we're not about to do. They keep pushing. Exactly, and that's just that on that. 
All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Honey Listen. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Honey X Listen. That's Honey X, the the letter X Listen. So you can keep up with the latest and greatest content. Next time on Honey Listen, I am bringing back a fan favorite. Because y'all really did have a lot of positive things to say about him. And he really was excited. And I was like, okay, okay. And he can't wait to talk his shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, Pook is coming back next week. As always, subscribe and follow to the show so you can catch every new episode. And while you're at it, leave us a review. Say and what? stay tuned because... Girl, say this, first of all, send me the text message prior so I can be ready. Because I definitely need to wait. Go ahead and close this out. Let the church say amen. Oh, my God. Yes, man. This is... Oh my god, listen, 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 Linda. Goodbye. Bye, Luke.